Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to the Nope Too Creepy podcast. It feels good to be back after my unexpected and unwelcomed hiatus. Now that my studio is back in working order, the show can finally continue. Before we start, I want to mention to anyone who didn't hear the update that a new series will be premiering this Friday. This new series will be called City of Nightmares, and every week it'll feature a new city, including its background and history, and of course, provide details on something in that city that can inspire nightmares. The first episode kicks off in Guthrie, Oklahoma, home of a haunted bed and breakfast known as the Stone Lion Inn. Hope to see you there. As for right now, prepare for a chilling journey into the unknown as we uncover a hidden journal in the attic that reveals a sinister secret. What begins as a quest for monsters becomes a nightmare of reality and the blurred lines between science and the supernatural. Written by Reddit user Cat, I think I pronounced that correctly. I present, I found a scientist's old journal. His test subject wants it back. I'm a big fan of anything creepy, spooky, paranormal, you name it. I go hunting for monsters frequently and I was pretty convinced I'd find something eventually. Surprisingly, the odd thing I was hoping to find was in the attic of my own house. I had been tasked by my mother to clean out the old attic, as it had not been touched in years. It took me an hour just to get rid of the dust and cobwebs, so I was pretty tired by the time I had to sort out the items. Most of it was useless junk, keepsakes, and things I thought I lost years ago, but apparently they were jammed up here without anybody telling me. After about an hour of looking around, I found a box with my father's name on it. For the sake of privacy, we'll just refer to him as Frank. Considering I have not seen my dad in years, and my mom never really talked about him. I was very curious. I opened the box and found a few things inside. First, I found a stuffed animal of a lion. The lion's fur was covered in black, crusty stains that felt like the texture of dirt. A note on it read, From Frank, will you be my friend? I set it off to the side to look at more interesting stuff. The second item was a stack of papers. It had random words written on it like cat, bee, and red. The writing seemed to get progressively better as it went on, but it was more like going from barely readable to a child's semi-understandable handwriting. The third item was some old, expired candy. I didn't think much of it 
and ended up throwing it off to the side. The fourth was an expired bag of food, but this time it was an off-brand bag of potato chips. Again, this item also did not seem very important. The fifth item, though, was exactly what I was looking for. It was a journal. Since my mother always refuses to answer any questions about my dad, this surely would. I opened the journal up, ready to find out what my dad's life was like. I am not the type to write a journal, but I figured since my current assignment is one of the more dangerous and uncertain type, I will write it so at least somebody will know what happened to me, in case this mission does kill me. I am to investigate a strange entity that was captured sneaking around one of our laboratories. It seemed to be trying to release one of our bioweapons. Melissa was quickly alerted of this, so she sent a team of soldiers to capture the entity. After a while, it was confirmed to be secure and was sent to me to be researched. I wasn't sure if I should be glad that I am considered such a high-level researcher where I can investigate top-secret entities such as this one, or if I should be terrified. There's no turning back now. I don't know how I was supposed to feel reading this. According to this tiny journal in my hand, somewhere out there, there's a lab with paranormal creatures and bioweapons. This felt like something out of a book, to be honest, which is the kind of stuff I like, but I was a bit disappointed. I didn't think this was going to be real at all. I wanted a real story of my dad's life. Not some sort of science fiction story he probably wrote for himself. Despite all of this, I knew that my school's, quote, paranormal investigation club, which sadly was not really a club, but something that me and my friends had made up, would appreciate it. I called them, and three of my friends said they would come. While I was waiting for them to get here, I continued reading the story. However, I found out that most of it wasn't very story-like. It was a bunch of scientific nonsense that I might have been able to understand if I paid attention to biology and chemistry class. I began to regret calling them over, but I was able to pull out some information from the book. I wrote down the info on a sheet of paper. Number one. The entity is not made out of anything on the periodic table. Number two, the entity can change shape and color. None of my father's tests were able to prove why. Number three, the entity has potential to be a sentient being. Number four, lots of what my dad does seems to be conducted with the help of Melissa. However, he seems to be deeply afraid of Melissa. And number five, the entity has copied my dad's behavior before. 
he is going to start training the entity. I decided to save the training the entity part as something my friends and I can read together since it seemed much more understandable than whatever I had just read. It was just in time when I heard some people knocking at the door. I ran downstairs and opened it. My mom scowled when she saw them and pulled me to the side. I told you to clean the attic, not hang out with your friends. Finish cleaning, then you can go out and do your ridiculous monster hunting things, she whispered loudly. I begged her to just let us go to the attic. I told her that I just wanted to show them some evidence of a ghost in the attic. Then we would all clean it up together and get it done super quick. My mom reluctantly agreed and let my friends inside. I led my friends into the attic and then to the old journal. My friends all looked eager to see what was inside. My friend, we'll call her Kathy, a girl with a gothic fashion sense and obsidian black hair who was obsessed with ghosts, asked if I was lying about there being ghosts in the attic. I replied, sadly, yes. My other friend, who we'll call Lisa, a messy-haired girl with a dad who was obsessed with monster hunting, asked if my dad's journal revealed that he was a monster hunter too. Not really, I replied. Apparently, he was a scientist who researched a strange monster. Lisa and Kathy both looked excited to open the book. However, my third friend, Dave, seemed to have been uneasy since he saw my mother. Dave was one of my newest friends, and this is his first club meeting that he's been to. All of my friends are outcasts, but Dave was a whole new level of weird. He acted normal, I guess, but nothing seemed natural about him. It was as if the muscles in his face were built wrong. He could smile wider than any normal person could. He could open his eyes wider than any person could. On top of that, everything about him was perfectly symmetrical. His face was perfect, his clothing was incredibly boring but nice, and his hair was neatly combed. We didn't mind befriending him, though, since we accepted everyone with an interest of supernatural things to our group. Dave seemed nervous about this. So, I'm not sure if this journal is real or fake, but it's definitely the biggest piece of evidence our club has found in a very long time. In fact, after I explain the entity my dad was researching, we can read the next section together. How does that sound? I asked. Kathy and Lisa nodded their heads. Dave nodded his reluctantly. And so, I explained what I thought about my dad's job and what the entity was like. As we were talking, Dave began to look at some of the other stuff my dad had. He took the expired bag of potato chips, opened them, and began to eat them. Hey, don't eat those! Those were one of my dad's things, I snapped at him, 
much ruder than I anticipated. I quickly corrected myself. Well, um, they're also expired. You'll get a stomach ache. Dave seemed to sort of understand and put the chips down. He began to play around with the lion instead. Wanting to get on with the journal, I just ignored him. I then began to talk about Melissa, who I thought to be my dad's boss. Hey, my mom called to us. It doesn't seem like you guys are talking about ghosts. Stop talking about this Melissa lady and start cleaning if you kids aren't going to talk about ghosts. All right, I whispered. We'll just talk quieter then. Are we ready to start reading the journal? My friends nodded their heads and I began to read out loud to them. What was in the journal was surprisingly wholesome. I began the entity's training by teaching it simple movements. I taught it how to wave hello with one of its black, inky hands. I then taught it how to move around in a circle, nod and shake its head, and even dance to music. However, any time I came in to do my research, it always shook its head for no so I began to look for food it likes. At first, I tried feeding it candy. It seems to really hate sweet foods. I found it really enjoys potatoes, especially potato chips. It was more happy to be taught these things when it was rewarded with potato chips. The journal's entries of these events were much more fun to read than the previous ones, it was as if my dad was training a dog. Eventually, I had taught the being how to talk, read, and write. The being's human transformation is a bit unsettling, but it is still impressive for Melissa. I even gave it a stuffed lion for comfort, and it seems to really enjoy it. Now, I can finally figure out what this creature's motives were. I almost immediately flipped to the next page, eager to see what would happen. Everything felt like it was going downhill as I read it. I found that the entity was not of this world, but from some sort of very far away point in space. I predict it used some sort of wormhole to get close to Earth. The entity claims that its ancestors have been here a long, long time ago and were able to shapeshift into humans. The entity said it was told that, quote, they are here to finally make this land their home. It said that there were too many people living here, so we must find a way to get rid of them. Luckily, the people had things that would make that easy. Melissa was finally able to confirm that the entity was hostile. She wanted to get rid of it. We finished our mission. However, I knew the entity was not evil. It couldn't have been. It was so sweet, 
It had its own interests and preferences. It had a favorite stuffed animal. It was like a human child. I wanted to keep it. I wouldn't let Melissa get rid of it. I knew what I had to do. If my workplace was against the creature, then I'm against the workplace. The entity and I had finally gotten rid of the workplace. I don't even care about the horrors that I escaped. At least we are both safe. Melissa survived. She hates me. She has gone completely insane. I don't have much time left. I should not have married this woman. The rest of the pages were blank. I closed the book. Well, uh, I guess that's the end. It's probably just a story, though. I felt dizzy. My heart was racing. I knew the story had to be fake, but a part of me said it was real. I slowly walked out of the attic, listening to a conversation from downstairs. Melissa? Dave asked. What was Dave doing down there? No, my name is Stephanie. Didn't my son tell you about me beforehand? Melissa, it's me. I heard a scream. I fell down the attic stairs and ended up passing out. When I woke up, my house was empty. I had a note next to me. The note was poorly written and had multiple punctuation and grammar errors. Hello, Jamie. You know your dad, Frank? I guess you are a friend now, like him. Well, I got rid of Melissa, who is not my friend. The other girls tried to stop me. I guess they were not my friends too. But you didn't respond, so I just did it all myself and left. Goodbye. Did what? I looked downstairs. Three dead bodies, who I couldn't even tell apart, were lying on the ground. All of them covered in a black, inky substance. I just went to the bathroom and threw up. I'm not sure if I should be glad I survived or not. My new friend is a monster. My family is dead. I don't even know if I should call the police or not, since I don't know if I'll get involved with even more creepy science stuff. I'm terrified of monsters now. I want nothing to do with them. And on top of all that, Dave stole all of my dad's stuff.
So you mean to tell me Dave got his journal back and he made a new friend? <laughs> Call me a softy, but I'm just the sucker for a happy ending, you know? <sighs> Shout out once again to the author of this story, Charcoal Cat. And I'm saying that how it's spelled, so I know you're thinking, oh, it's Charcoal Cat. No, there's an A after the R. Charcoal Cat. Links to read more of their work can be found in the show notes. One more reminder that City of Nightmares will premiere this Friday, and it'll be on this podcast, this channel. So no need to subscribe or follow anything new. You can just check back here on Friday to hear the first episode. But until then, dear listener, this is your host, Dan David, reminding you all to stay safe out there. I'll be seeing you in the next episode. Nope.